Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Nikki Winty the viticulture manager for Winty Family Estate today. She will also be featured in Wine Country Women Heritage Families due out in 2021. Nikki, thank you for inviting me here to the Winty Compound. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for coming. It's great to, to have you out here. Yes, this is going to be great fun. We have just completed a wonderful tasting of some spectacular wines, which we might share a little bit about in a little bit. But right now, let's tell people what one of your first full-time jobs was before you came to Wenty. Yeah, so um, I started working in high school during summers as the viticulture intern. And so that wasn't necessarily full-time, but full-time during the summers uh, at the age of 13. And so I did that every year. And then when I went to college, I worked summers for either Wenty or one year I worked as a seller hand for Edna Valley, again, just summers. And then after college, I did work for my family for about nine months in a full-time capacity as they were looking for a new viticulturist. Uh, But then I ended up going to San Francisco and working as a customer success manager uh, for a tech company, just totally changing it up and doing something completely different and not what I was used to, um, which is a little interesting because I studied wine and viticulture. Uh, I studied farming, essentially. I always wanted to be involved in wine operations, but I just changed changed it up for a year. <laughs> well, did you change it up for a year because your family has a rule, more or less, that you need to go away and and work somewhere else before you can come and apply for a job here. Yeah, and that that's absolutely why I did that. I actually, I really wanted to live in San Francisco was like the base of it. And it's hard to be a farmer in San Francisco. <laughs> yes. uh, for those who know San Francisco well, not many green fields <laughs> besides Golden Gate Park. Right. So um, my husband now was living in San Francisco and I wanted to live near him for a little while. So I was just testing out the waters of a different career path. I only lasted about a year. And then I moved up north to Sonoma and worked in Napa and Sonoma back in the the wine industry uh, for Hineas Vintners. So uh, it was a really great experience, both in San Francisco. I learned a lot and in Napa and Sonoma, I learned just an enormous amount uh, about myself as a, as a employee, uh, about, career management about managing direct reports um, and how I was managed by others and it it was an awesome experience. Do you remember the moment when you said I want to be a viticulture manager? I think it's probably the moment that I want to manage vineyards. Do you remember that moment? I do. I was about 13 and I had been the little puppy following my dad around the vineyards for years and years. And when I started to realize that you could actually, like what he was doing wasn't just for fun, like that was his career. He was outside working in the vineyards. And we had just hired a new female viticulturist at Wenty. And I was like, I could do this. I could do this for a job. And it would be 
a really awesome experience, like a really awesome career for me. I love being outdoors. I'm really energetic. I have uh, a lot of passion for science and mathematics and all of that comes into play with this career. Like this is what I want to do. And I was so young. Um, I, I decided at that moment, I looked into colleges at 13 I'm looking at colleges <laughs> and I was like, you know, Cal Poly, it's by the ocean. It's in the central coast. I want to go there. And I set my sights on it, and that's what I did. <laughs> and what do you like most about it? About my career? Yes. Um, I like that I can control quality from the ground up or just impact quality and that you can really see the fruits of your labor. Um, it's just such a special thing being able to taste a wine that you were able to be in an instrumental part of making. Um, and that collaboration with the winemaking team and uh, the rest of the vineyard managers is just something that is so special that I can I could never live without at this point. Top moment of your career so far? The top moment of my career is probably being able to make my my own wine. It actually started with a Sauve Blanc, so just kind of sneaking that through. Um, but it was such a small production that it was basically like family house wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I was finally able to make a, a bigger wine uh, for mass production, essentially, and that was a rosé, a Pinot Noir rosé from our Monterey uh, Arroyo Seco Vineyards. And that was just... I was over the moon. So I think that's probably one of my top career moments. We actually tasted that today. It is spectacular. So Thank let's talk you. about it briefly. Yeah. Why don't you talk about why you think it's so special and what you're most proud of? Yeah. So a good portion of the, the vineyard that goes into this wine were actually planted in 1966. Um, so really old vine Pinot Noir, which is kind of hard to come by because Pinot is such a fragile, delicate grape variety um, that it's just not very often that you get to see old vine Pinot. So that's something super special to me. My dad actually helped to graft some of that Pinot back in the 60s, I guess. Yeah. So he was pretty young out there grafting Pinot Noir with the crews. And that's also something like special that I can't ever, I, you can't recreate something like that. Right. Um, and so that's one thing that I think is really special. And then I think also the artistry that um, myself and the winemaking team have really put into this wine is really focused on not only the flavor profile, but the way that it comes out in the glass. We want the texture to be heavy enough that you're going to get a good body through and through, but we want that nice acid finish. We don't want it to be perceived sweet at all. So we want to get it dry. Um, and then we also want just the most perfect pale pink salmon color. Um, so those were like the, the things we strove for. And I think we really hit the nail on the head. The first year we were like, how did we do this? <laughs> and then the second year we did it again. And I've just been really impressed with the team and how they've trained and coached me through the process. Cause your first time making a rosé, it's, it's no walk in the park. Right. <laughs> Well, it is really spectacular, as I said. How can someone get their hands on a bottle? Yeah, so uh, we do sell it on our website to uh, states that you can ship wine to from California. Um, so you're able to purchase it there. And we have a lot of promotions that go on, especially around the holidays. So I'd keep your eyes out for that um, because it's always nice to get like the the good deal. Um, and then in some, some states we do sell it to restaurants and groceries. So it might be on your, your local wine list. Uh, if you are able to head out and get some to go orders or maybe dine outside. Okay. So always a good try. 
You are part of this Big Winty family. Your family is rich in history here in Livermore. Do you feel like you have big shoes to fill? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> is there a lot of pressure? Um, yeah, I think that it's there's a lot of pressure, but it's like the good kind of pressure where you really want to live up to um, your ancestors that have done such amazing things, not only for our business, but for the community. Uh, and um, it, it makes you really proud to be a part of the family and also want to do better every day. So every day I come into work hoping that I can improve my colleagues' lives as well as improve the quality of our wine. And it's just that never-ending pursuit of excellence, which I think is super important. You know, you can't be perfect, but you can always strive for excellence. So that warrants the question, what drives you? How do you keep getting up every day? Um, I'd probably say it's my coworkers because they're also incredible. And um, some of like one of my, my, my manager has worked for the family for 47 years. Wow. And one of my counterparts has worked for the family for 47 years. And some of the people I work with have worked with us for 25 to 30 years. Um, my, one of my direct reports has just finished his 40th harvest with Wenty. So like having those kinds of bonds and people that have just stuck through the tough times, through the good times with you, I, that drives me every day to come to work and be a better manager, a better leader, and a better friend to these people. Who has helped support you or mentored you through your career? Yeah, that's a good question. So of course, as I said, my dad, I followed him around like a puppy. Right. He still mentors me today. You know, he's always a shoulder to lean on, someone to call. But I've also had some really strong female leads in my life. Um, my uh, my first manager, really, when I was in high school and wanting to learn about viticulture was the viticulturist here at Wenty. Um, her name was Jackie Mancuso. Uh, and she was just such a great role model, great lead. She taught me that my voice is just as good as any of my male counterparts' voices um, and that you always should stand up when you have something to say. Don't just shy away from the table, you know, you get take your seat at the table, um, which is such an important lesson. And she was so smart, so driven, and so passionate about vineyard operations. So I learned pretty much everything I knew going into college about pest management, about anything that had to do with farming, uh, which is really fun, cool, that I could learn from uh, such a strong female lead. And then again, when I worked for Hineas Vintners, I had another strong female lead, Nicole Hayden, um, who was just incredible, again, teaching me that my voice deserves to be heard uh, and just showing me the ropes on how to operate in a business capacity, which was really interesting because she did a lot of custom uh, or great purchasing and sales and, and that sort of world. So she was writing contracts, teaching me about contracts, teaching about contract management, you know, all of those various things. So uh, those strong female leads really do mean something. Well, and you are a strong female leader here at Winty, it seems like. <laughs> What's on the horizon for you? What do you hope to accomplish going forward? Yeah, so I hope to be uh, instrumental in water policy in the area. I hope to um, continue leading our team to better efficiencies, dealing with um, all of the different challenges that we have. Uh, I, I hope to kind of get more involved in, in local uh, issues so that I can be someone that fights for not only our family in Livermore, but also the rest of the wine 
wine growers out here as well as Monterey Arroyo Seco AVA. Um, there's just so much work to be done and uh, I want to make sure we're taking care of the environment. So I hope to continue our involvement in sustainability and how we can continue to improve not only ourselves, but how can we improve the sustainability certifications? How do I make that easier for consumers to understand? And how can I make my role in impactful in fixing some of the issues we have because I think there's a lot of confusion around sustainability and what it really means. So how can we publicize what it means and make it standardized so everyone knows sustainability means this regardless of what certification you have. So what's the first thing that you want to tackle? Well, the sustainability one we're constantly working on. So that one's already in play, already in progress. I did already uh, try and get on our local water agency board and I did not make it, but that doesn't mean I can't try again. So there right. was a midterm open seat. Usually you have to to be elected, but this one was a midterm open seat. So you had to apply and then get interviewed, mm -hmm. which is terrifying. <laughs> um, and I, I was not chosen through the interview process, but I did have lunch with the president at that time of the board of directors. And she was very gracious and um, it was wonderful to just kind of sit down and talk with her about how I could be better for the next time around. And sure. so I'm going to continue that path and then hopefully um, get on sooner rather than later so I can be the voice for agriculture because right now there's no one for agriculture on that board. Wonderful. Well, yeah. like you said, you took the first step. Yeah. So I tried. <laughs> yes. No, I, I believe that there is success in the future for you. Thank you. Switching gears, is it hard to work for your family? <laughs> yeah. So I never actually was nervous about it. Um, no. My sister, Allie, uh, my middle sister, she was always a little worried about it, but it never even crossed my mind that it would be difficult uh, because we all get along so well right? Um, that I have never had any issues, you know, and, and it's you just that concern. No. Yeah. No. And it's just mutual respect for one another and that you're not always going to agree, but the other person's points are probably just as valid as yours if you sit back and think about it. So right. that's kind of been my my motto and it's worked it's, out so far. <laughs> yeah, apparently it does. Yeah. It can work. You can, can have a successful family business. That's not always the case. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's a, you're so fortunate. I know. I feel very fortunate. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Go to Total Wine, you'll save more So many wines and beers galore Down through the aisles with corks to pop Ask for friendly advice while you shop Oh, so, so much to explore Oh, so, so many to pour Holiday cheers, clink, clink, clink Get everyone their favorite drink With our wondrous selection and always low prices Total Wine & More is your savings wonderland Drink responsibly, be 21 well, let's shift on to your personal life now. You live here in Livermore. Yes. Which is where the winery is. You could have lived somewhere else. Why did you choose to live in Livermore? Um, we chose to live in Livermore because we love being down the street from my folks, being seeing my parents. I also have kind of crazy hours. Um, so most of the year I'm in the office at 
between five and six. And then during harvest, sometimes I need to be in the office at 1 a.m. or uh, 7 p.m. Or, you know, it just kind of depends, varies. So being somewhere, if you had to drive after having like an 18 hour day that you started at 1 a.m., I think I would crash. So right. <laughs> living five minutes away is helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you live in Livermore for convenience. It's nice to be around family, mm-hmm. of course. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What is your decorating style? Yeah. Um, so we are kind of like a modern industrial, but traditional. So it's like a cozy modern industrial. Okay. So we'll have like, that. well, our coffee table and our kitchen, like family room table where we eat dinner most nights is, is concrete topped or like cement top. Nice, like gray and then we have like a really warm couch that's like oatmeal color and and very soft and plush and then we have like a very industrial style lighting fixtures and um so it's like almost farmhousey traditional and then kind of moves into that industrial with like the cement and like some metal in there and then uh modern we we pick some like modern accents because we do love some like mid-century modern style What's the predominant color? We are very neutral. So like an oatmeal color is probably our standard. Yeah, with like um, grayed woods and gray tabletops. So very, very muted. Yeah, Yeah. neutral. Favorite room in the house? My favorite room in the house is probably our living room. I I sit there as often as I'm home doing nothing. but I also do love our bedroom. We have a, I have a very nice closet, which is so important to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to tell us about the closet. <laughs> so we were very fortunate when we were looking at the house. They had like total built-in walk-in closet that's huge. And they already had all of the built-in stuff in there. So it has like drawers and uh, cabinets and all this hanging space and shoe racks. And it was just like, oh can't beat it this is perfect (laughs) move-in ready it is move-in ready so it's a a a dream closet yes for sure do you have any hobbies I do I love going on hikes I love um skiing in the winter yeah um I love horseback riding um I love animals just in general I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's a hobby but like my dog is my life and so she is pretty much my hobby what kind of dog do you have She's a mutt, but she looks kind of like a blonde border collie. So like white with like golden hair. Okay. Where's your favorite ski spot? Squaw Valley. Okay. Yeah, or whatever they're changing their name to. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you have a hidden talent? Do you do something crazy as a child that not too many people know about? Um, that you can share that not too many people know about. I'm not sure. I was in choir my whole life, so I do love to sing. Uh, we have a pretty musically inclined family, I'd say. Uh, everyone loves the arts, and so it's it's something that I was passionate about. I, I played the violin, the piano, the clarinet. Oh and my I goodness! Sang. <laughs> my parents had us very busy. Yes, <laughs> as I, I mentioned, I think earlier to you, I had a lot of energy as a kid. So yes, they kept me enrolled <laughs> in things. Oh my gosh, you're like a one-man band. I don't think Woman I can play the, the clarinet or the violin anymore. I can still do the piano a little bit, but and I sing for fun now and in the shower, you know, the normal. Okay. <laughs> Have you taken a meaningful trip that you can tell us about? 
Yeah, I, I just recently went to France um, and I've been to France before for well, I studied abroad in Barcelona, so I had visited Paris, you know, and um, but this recent trip, I did a river cruise in Bordeaux, which was really fun. I got to visit a lot of beautiful chateaus and then I did another trip to Champagne and a trip to Burgundy within the same. So I was in France for three weeks um, and I was just enamored the beauty of the wines there the beauty of the vineyards the beauty of the chateaus and it was just such an incredible experience because i had never visited a wine region in france so first time for everything and i was so grateful to have so many partners that helped to make the trip absolutely what's on your bucket list one or two things um I'd love to go to Australia and New Zealand. So that's for sure a bucket list item. And um, I'd love to go to South Africa. I'd love to just continue looking at getting to see wine regions. I love wine. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you what you like to drink at home. You are a wine girl through and through. I am. I do have the occasional... um, uh, I do have the occasional dirty martini. Mm-hmm. I do love blue cheese stuffed olives that are soaked in vodka. There's something special about that. Right. You <laughs> gotta... bes- yeah. Besides that, like maybe a margarita every now and then, but just wine. I'm a big wine girl. Okay. Favorite varietal? Chardonnay or Pinot Noir. It varies. The holidays are upon us. Yes. Can you tell us about a favorite holiday tradition or memory? Yeah. So my grandmother does a grandmother's Christmas Eve brunch every year uh, for my whole life, as long as I can remember. Um, This might be the first year we don't do it, which is sad, but she, we would always go to lunch dressed in our finest outfits and we would, and it would be, this was all because they wanted our, she wanted our parents to be able to set up for dinner. So we're we're giving the parents time with the kids gone. Um, And we would all talk in our most proper English and, um, be very well mannered children during this and it was like a game and it's still to this day I love those lunches I love the game of being very proper speaking in your proper English yes grandmother no grandmother please pass it was just <laughs> such a fun experience that we still live uh, every year which is awesome and so why are you worried that it won't happen this year uh, just with the pandemic and everything I, I we usually go out to eat for it, and I don't know if they will be able to accommodate our group our size. And plus, we want to be cautious. My grandmother is now 94, um, so she she's probably in that zone of what they say is a little bit at risk. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, let's wrap things up with five quick questions. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. What time do you get up in the morning? Depends. Between... Three and five. A.M. (laughs) A.M. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a Chevy Silverado. If you were a crayon, what color would you be? That is a good question. (laughs) Probably yellow. Okay. Favorite flower? I love peonies. And what is one of your all-time favorite songs? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, brown-eyed girl. Okay. Nikki, thanks so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. 
Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women. Thank you.